Jesus, almighty name. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. On your way to your seat, tell your neighbor, it is your thrones and crown service. You will ascend your thrones and your crowns. If you believe that, shout, Amen, like thunder. Today, like I said earlier on, I'm on a mission to ensure that everyone here attains his throne. Everyone here receives his crown. And brethren, I want to make sure that no thrones, no crowns are left vacant. Because my Bible tells me that God has great plans for us. I know the thoughts I think of you, says the Lord. Thoughts of good and not of evil. To bring you to an unexpected end. God has specifically mounted your throne there. Your throne is waiting. Your crown is waiting. And it's now all left to you. What will you do? How do you behave to attain your thrones and crowns? 1 Corinthians 16, 9 tells me, A great door of effective, for effective work has opened to me. But there are many adversaries. Your thrones, your crowns, they are there. But the enemy has set up many adversaries. One thing you must know that before you achieve your thrones, before you get to your crowns, there will be challenges. There will be hindrances. The portion we read from the very beginning, verse 1, it says, Now the gates of Jericho were secondly barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with his kings and his fighting men. There was opposition. The people were prepared. They were ready. But the Lord made this promise, knowing that some people were already sitting on these thrones, on these crowns. There were some people have already felt entitled to it. God knew that there was the wall of Jericho. If you all know your Bible history, the wall of Jericho was a very well fortified wall. The people of Jericho, they built it as a defense. No one can come in without their permission. No one can leave without their permission. That's why verse 1 told us that the, no one can go out. No, it was securely barred. God knew about these hindrances. God knew about these challenges. God knew about these obstacles. But he still went ahead and made this promise. My brethren, let me point out one thing clearly to you. There is no test. There is no testimony without a test. There is no testimony without a test. That hindrance, that thing you see as your test, that thing you see as your challenge, that thing you see as a hindrance, may it be a stepping stone to your thrones and crowns in the name of Jesus. When the Israelites came out of Israel, of Egypt, what did they meet after they crossed the Red Sea? They met a wilderness. The wilderness was between them and Canaan. And they did not run away when they met the wilderness. They did not turn back. Yes, they grumbled, but they did not turn back. They still went through that wilderness to get to their Canaan. So whatsoever you feel is hindering you, whatsoever you feel amounts to wilderness in your life, do not run away from it. You will go through it and attain your Canaan in the name of Jesus. Wilderness represents struggles and unfruitfulness. But let me tell you something, brethren. The man who will become fruitful will encounter and overcome unfruitfulness. The man who will become fruitful will not get it on a platter of gold. He will encounter and overcome that unfruitfulness to get his fruitfulness. That is your portion today in the name of Jesus. So these people had fortified walls which represented fortified negativity. The enemy, someone, the enemy has 45 plans to stop you from your thrones and your crowns. Every 45 wall against you, I command it to go down now in the name of Jesus. Every obstacle against you, I command it to go down in the name of Jesus. Every challenge, every hindrance, 
blocking you from that which the Lord has promised you. From that your throne, from that your crown. I command it to go down now in the name of Jesus. You all know the story of David. A young shepherd. Unknown. But God had already destined him for the throne of Israel. God had already anointed him for a crown. But before he could get there, there was a giant challenge called Goliath. What is that challenge? Who said the thing and it coming to pass when the Lord has not decreed it? When the Lord has already promised you your throne and your crown, that challenge is nothing. Don't look at the size of the challenge. Look at the size of your God. Every giant before you go down by fire in the name of Jesus. Goliath was the stepping stone, was what made David famous. That challenge, that thing that is troubling you, may it make you famous in the name of Jesus. Goliath was what pushed David quickly to his throne. Made the woman start singing songs. Oh, Saul has killed 10,000. David has killed 10,000. That Goliath before you, may it push you to your victory in the name of Jesus. May it push you to your elevation in the name of Jesus. One other thing we should note about the walls of Jericho. The walls of Jericho, they were not built when they saw the Israelites coming. They were built long before. What does that mean? It means that's an ancient fortification, an ancient negativity. Peradventure, there's someone or some of us here who are thinking, my family line, nothing has been happening, who have been fed with the idea that there's an ancestral cause or something going on that is blocking them. Brethren, I stand here on the altar of God as a servant of the Most High God to decree over your life. That ancestral challenge go down by fire in the name of Jesus. The same way the ancient walls of Jericho fell before the children of Israel. May that ancestral cause, that ancestral rubbish, whatsoever it is from your ancient history, whatsoever it is from the past, may it fall down in the name of Jesus. May it go down in the name of Jesus. Amen. Another thing we should note about the gate of Jericho, when they saw the Israelites coming, they locked it. And they said, no one is going out. No one is coming in. Brethren, what happened at the end? When God took over, the walls of Jericho fell. And as they fell, the gates fell. Whatever has been locked against your success, the same way the walls of Jericho fell, may it fall down now in the name of Jesus. Every gate that has been locked against you receiving your thrones and crowns, any gate that has been locked to stop your advancement, any gate that has been locked to deny your elevation, any gate that has been barred to keep you from your next level, I command it to open by fire. I command it to open by fire. This is our thrones and crown services. And for every, if you know your Bible history, before any king was crowned, Samuel traveled all the way across the land of Israel to Jesse's house to fish out David. And what did he do? He anointed him. Even when he saw Saul, the son of Kish, what did he do? He anointed him. So it's our thrones and crown services. The usher shall be passing you around your corpse and it shall be filled. As anything ministers unto you, use it and anoint yourself. As anything talks to you, use it and crown yourself. And at the end also, we shall have a divine anointing. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let me hear your amen. 
But brethren, I need to point out some things to us. Some gates that are locked against us are not locked by the enemy. They are locked by ourselves. Some of us are our own worst enemies. So what do you do in times of adversity? What do you do when you realize that the gates are locked, that all your efforts are not going anywhere? The first thing you do, my brethren, in your adversity, please, please, please resist the temptation to blame God. Do not blame God. I'm going to minister to some people on the street and say, ah, God was there and my dog died. God was there and my father had cancer. God was there and I lost my job. Brethren, God is your surest bet to overcome that adversity. God is the only person who has promised you that he will be there to help you to overcome that adversity, to get to your throats and crowns. So resist the temptation to blame God. Ah, how can God let this out? I cannot. How can God? Resist the temptation to blame God. Do not go about crying, why did God allow this happen to me? But rather, focus on realigning yourself. Focus on doing what he has asked you to do so that you can get to your thrones and crowns. Another thing you should learn to do, do not grumble. Do not grumble. Ah, look at this one. It's working out for them. Why is it not working for them? Why is it not working for me? Why this? Why that? Why that? In the book of Numbers chapter 11 from verse 1 to 3, I'm reading, I think, the message translation. He said, the people fell to grumbling over their hard life. Even if you have a hard situation, do not grumble. The people fell to grumbling over their hard life. God heard. When he heard, his anger fled. Then his fire blazed up and burned the outer boundaries of the camp. The people cried out for help to Moses. Do not, when you grumble, you insult God. When you grumble, you show a lack of faith. So in the face of adversity, because the provo- ah, provocation comes before promotion, before you can get to your throne, before you can get to your crown, there will definitely be provocation. The enemy will definitely bring adversity. But brethren, do not grumble. Just remain steadfast because God is your surest bet of making it, of breaking that adversity, of adversity, of proceeding to your thrones and crowns. So when you grumble, it annoys him. Another thing you should do, brethren, eliminate bitterness, eliminate strife, eliminate jealousy, eliminate unforgiveness. We all know the story of Joseph, what he went through, how he suffered before he finally made it. But what happened? Those people that put him through that thing finally fell into his hands. But what did he do? God gave him the grace. Because if he felt, look, I have made it, let me show these people better. He will, he will fall from grace to grass. And you that have not even made it, you have marked down the people you will show pepper when you are Look, that is not it. God will not answer that prayer. So unforgiveness is something you should remove entirely from your, 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 your thinking. Joseph was maltreated by his brothers, but he had his first son. What did he call him? Manasseh. Brethren, Manasseh means God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. That is unforgiveness. And then he had his next son, Ephraim. What does Ephraim mean? mean? For God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. So, Manasseh, God has made me forget. Brought who? Ephraim, God has made me fruitful. So when you forgive, when you forget, no matter how hard it is, when you forget and throw it away, your manasseh will bring your Ephraim. May that be your portion in the name of Jesus. 
another thing you should do when it's not going fine for you is you should run away, flee from every resemblance of evil. Sin is what the enemy has used to trap you. It's what the enemy has used to prevent you from your thrones and crowns. You can see God, good things just waiting for activation. But why are they not working? At a time in my life, I used to think I had near success syndrome. You see something working out, everything is going 99%, but when it comes to the very end, it's gone. Until I got born again, things I was chasing began to chase me. There are some cases I will handle, I'm a lawyer by profession, there are some cases I'll be handling, and you see that you don't even have a chance, but the other party will make a mistake. And God will give you that victory. God will make it for you. So once you eliminate that thing that's causing a hindrance between you and your thrones and crowns, the Lord will deliver your thrones and crowns in the name of Jesus. Like I said before, before that promise, before God made that promise, Jericho was in other hands. God could have made that promise and said, okay, my people, I am wiping away the people of Jericho from the face of the earth. Just get ready. Just, just, just fast for one day and go and take over Jericho. But no, God did not do that. Why? Because you have your own role to play. He expected the Israelites to play their own part. Do your best and leave the rest to God. Remove everything, laziness. So. Laziness blocks our gates. Laziness blocks our gates. Laziness blocks our thrones and our crowns. Look at what he told the Israelites. Instead of telling them, oh, my children, oh, this descendants of my favorite son, Abraham. Just relax. I'll wipe these people out. Go and take, choose any mansion you want. No. He told them, look, the first day you march around the whole city. We don't know how big the city was. Maybe it took them five hours. But the first day you march around the whole city. The second day you do the same thing. On the seventh day, you will do it seven times. Any lazy person would have been grumbling. Hi. Which kind of thing it is? Why, Kai, this God, now why not just give us this thing? Why, 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 why would we have to? Go through all this pain and still, and for what? You are the maker of all things, you have all power. But no, God expects us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. God expects us to play our own part. So, brethren, today I tell you, whatever it is, that thing you're aiming for, take that bold step. Do your own bit. Bend down, work hard. Bend down. Toil overnight, train harder, do whatsoever it is. Play your part, and I guarantee you, the Lord strong and mighty will do his own part. Walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Do not look at the situation and say, Hi, God has promised me this, but I do not have a penny. How am I going to do it? I tell my friends all this, my bachelor friends, I tell them all this. By the time I went to go and knock at my wife's house, the only money I had in my hand was 8,000 naira. By the time I went for introduction, I had just 8,000 naira in my account home and abroad. But I took that step and God made it manifest. So take that bold step always. Don't look at the challenge, look at your God. Amen? Amen. Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I move towards my promise. No matter the gates that are locked against me. If you believe this, shout amen like thunder. So how can I work out my salvation with fear and trembling? How can I push forward? How can, what do I need to do, Pastor Johnny, to attain my thrones and crowns? 
the first thing you need to do is to put God first. Put God first. What did God Joshua say? Joshua said, okay, soldiers, stay at the back. It's the ark. And all those people with the trumpets, they will be at first. Put God first. Our devotional today talked about God's presence. Make God's presence all, abide always in God's presence. When you put God first, nothing will go wrong. No matter the challenge, before you proceed, Father Lord, take absolute control. Let your will alone be done. Putting God first is letting His will be done. Because if you are not working according to His will and pray and ask Him to be in front, still, you haven't put God first. Matthew 6 32, my favorite verse in the whole Bible. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. And every other thing, every other thing will be added unto you. So endeavor to put God first. Make sure that you are always, when you put God first, his presence is always around you. And when his presence is around you, negativity has nothing around you. Negativity has no business with you. So always put God first. Another thing we should learn from Joshua and the Israelites is use worship. Worship has a way of God touching God's heaven. Worship has a way of moving God to do things he he. To, 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 to unimaginable things. Joshua said, okay, the trumpeters, stay in front. And when we command, blow your trumpet and the people will shout. Use worship always. Trumpets are instruments of worship. When you are in the face of adversity, when you, are, you have your back against the wall, when you face a challenge that you don't know what to do, just begin to worship God. Begin to praise God. Begin to glorify Him. And the Lord strong and mighty will come up for you in the name of Jesus. Another thing we must always endeavor to do, obey. Obey. Joshua obeyed the instruction of God. And he gave it to the people of Israel. And they obeyed. And the wall of Jericho fell. As you obey God, may every obstacle before you fall in the name of Jesus. As you obey God, every hindrance between your thrones and crowns go down in the name of Jesus. You continue to live in obedience. May doors open even before you knock in the name of Jesus. As you continue to live in obedience, God will exceed your expectations in the name of Jesus. Obedience, we know, is better than sacrifice. So continue to obey God. As you obey God, all you need for your next level will be ready. As you obey God, the Lord will work wonders in your life. Amen. If you believe this, shout amen seven times. Amen. 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 That he has handed over Jericho to them. From that moment he made that promise, he was ready to fulfill it. All depended on the Israelites' obedience. Brethren, all you need for your next level is ready now. All you need for that thing you are asking God is ready now. All you need to ascend your thrones and crowns, they are ready now. All you need for your healing, 
they are ready now. All you need for your open doors, they are ready now. All you need for your visas, they are ready now. All you need for your congratulations, they are ready now. All you need for your thrones and crowns, they are ready now. Only obey. Remain faithful. Remain righteous. And the Lord will deliver it all. And brethren, as we are here, we are striving. Each and every one wants to attain his thrones and crowns. We all desire to attain our thrones and crowns here on earth. And that is God's desire for us. But let me tell you also, there is a greater throne. There is an ultimate crown. There is that crown that everyone on earth must target. There is that crown that you should tell yourself, nothing will keep me from attaining this crown. And that crown is called the crown of life. 2 Timothy 4, 7, 8 says, the New International Version, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearance. So how do you long for his appearance? How do you attain this ultimate crown? That is the essence of our living brethren. How you must be desperate to attain this ultimate crown. Because let me tell you something. Some people say, I'm a body, I have a soul. Lie, lie, lie. You are a soul, you have a body. And one day that body will expire. But the soul cannot expire. The soul has a final destination. And our dream is to go to a destination where we'll be welcomed with our thrones and crowns. That is the only reason why we are alive. So when the enemy is fighting you with hardship, don't think that he's fighting your business. He is fighting your soul. When he is fighting your marriage, don't think he just wants that divorce. He wants your soul. When he is fighting your children, don't think he just wants your children. He wants your soul. He wants to keep your soul from that eternal crime because he can never have it. But God has made a way for us. God has stored that crown in readiness for us, asking us all, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That is the reason why Christ died on the cross for us. The reason why Christ died for, on the cross for us is so that we will have life here and we'll have life more abundant in eternity. So do not make anything, do not let anything come between you and that ultimate crown. Do not let anything, brethren, nothing on earth is worth going to hell for. During the Nigerian Civil War, I believe this is a true story, I heard it recently. During the Nigerian Civil War, an Alsa missionary was caught in the East. And they were all rounded up, about to be killed, about to be slaughtered. And this man was smiling and laughing and calm. Every other person around him was shaking. They are at the point of death. But this man was smiling and laughing. And then one top soldier come and called him and asked him, why are you so relaxed? Why are you laughing? Do you know we are about to be killed? He said, yes, I am aware. So why are you laughing? He says, I am happy because in a few minutes time, just one bullet, I will be gone to be with my maker. I will be gone to be with my creator. But you that's about to kill me, if you kill me now, you will die one day. And when you die, where will you go? You will go to hell. You will not go to hell because you killed me. You will go to hell because you do not know Christ. 
And this man said, come, 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 come. This soldier pulled him aside. I said, tell me more about this Jesus. And he began to tell him more about this Jesus. And what did he do? He said, if my mates come here and see me and you, they will not understand. Follow that way, follow that way, and find your way. And that's how he was saved. But if he was a Christian, belong a, 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 a G.O., a daddy G.O., but that did not know where he was going to find him, he would be among those figures. Maybe finally he would just say his last prayer. But this one was confident because he knew his relationship with God. Ask yourself this question now. How is my relationship with God? How is my how am I standing before God? Is there anything preventing me? You never know when rapture will happen. And no one knows when he will breathe, breathe his last. Yesterday, Saturday morning, very early in the morning, I woke up. God woke me up with a message. He said, the danger ahead should make you stick with Christ. The danger ahead should make you stick with Christ. Brethren, we are in the last days, believe it or not. We are in the last days. So decide within yourself that you have zero tolerance for any evil. Decide within yourself that you have zero tolerance for any sin. Decide within yourself that nothing will make you compromise your faith. And when you do this, this great God, will bless you beyond measure. This great God will give you your thrones and your crowns. Gentlemen, all heads bowed, all eyes closed. If you're here today and you do not know what will happen when the trumpet sounds, or peradventure you do not know what will happen if you die this night, then it means something is not right somewhere. It means your relationship with your maker is not the way it should be. So all heads bowed, all eyes closed. Peradventure you've been born again, and along the line, you've made mistakes. This is that moment. Or peradventure you've never been born again. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. This is the moment you decide. Father, come and take control. Father, forgive me. Peradventure, you are in this situation. Please raise your hand. We will pray with you at this moment. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. That thing, this is the best step you're making. The best decision you're making. Lord, every hand that is raised before you, O Lord, encounter them in a special way in the name of Jesus. And Father, for adventure, there are hearts in turmoil, in pain, O Lord. Lord, encounter them in the name of Jesus. And if your hand is raised, repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, forgive my sins. Any way in which I have gone wrong, please pardon me. I accept Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. Father, show me the way to follow that I may please you. Show me the right things to do that I may be in line with your ways. Show me what to do to ensure that my ultimate crown is not tampered with. Show me what to do to make sure that my name is implanted or removable in that book of life. Father, take all the glory in Jesus' name. And Father, for everyone that has said this prayer, oh Lord, take over the process of their repentance now. Take over the process of their turning around now. Lord, strong and mighty, show them 
those great things that only you can do. Show them the benefits of serving you. Show them the manifestation of their thrones and crowns. That is their portion now in the almighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 If you have the anointing oil, if you have your anointing oil, anoint yourself at this moment. Let us be upstanding. The same way the prophet Samuel anointed David King. I anointed you and under the sound of my voice. Enter your thrones and crowns in the name of Jesus. I anoint everyone under the sound of my voice. Overcome that obstacle in the name of Jesus. I anoint everyone under the sound of my voice. Exceeding abundance is your portion in the name of Jesus. That means that sin is surmountable in your life. May it come to pass in your life in the name of Jesus. Not know what to do. May the divinity take over. By reason of the anointing over your head, enter your throne, take your crowns, enter Almighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 He that overcome. He that overcome. He that. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Package and offering. Quickly package and offering that says, I am an overcomer. There are offerings on your seats. Package and offering that says, My thrones and crowns are possible. As is the custom of and tradition of this church, we give our offerings standing on our feet. Because we do not offer to man, we offer to divinity. We give our offerings on our feet. Because it is not just a gift, it is an offering. It's called an offering because it's something you give a superior being. Package an offering that says, I have my throne, I have my crown. And as you do so, raise it up, raise it up, raise it up. Father, I commit your children's offerings into your hands. By reason of their offering, O Lord, hasten the process of the ascending their thrones and crowns in the name of Jesus. By reason of their anointing today, by reason of their offering, O Lord, may their instant testimonies come around in the name of Jesus. Lord, we glorify your holy name. We worship you. We bow down before you. We say, may your name alone be glorified. 
Thank you for accepting our offerings. In Jesus' almighty name. Amen.